The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. Hi, this is Mia Mosenzel, also known as Mia No Time for Love. Check out my latest book, Missing, available in print and ebook formats on Amazon. It's now time for the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios and sponsored by international award winning author Mia Mosenzia of Missing. The Mike Wagner Show can be heard on over 40 podcast platforms, as well as HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, and TheMikeWagnerShow.com. We can be heard in over 100 countries, featuring over 1,000 well-known and amazing guests throughout the globe, and named one of the top 100 global podcasts in the New York Weekly Times, Hollywood Entertainment News, Los Angeles Weekly Times, Apple, and Chartable. So sit back and relax and enjoy another great episode of the award-winning Mike Wagner Show. Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios and sponsored by, by our international warring author Mia Molson Z of Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with an amazing gentleman who's a singer, guitarist, songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina. He's a lawyer by day and a musician at night. He graduated from the College of Charleston also from Florida State University School of Law, and also he was a foreign exchange student in the Netherlands, studied at Oxford and Erasmus in um, Rottendam. He established his own practice, and um, he's also worked for a few thir- firms, and um, he also um, has a new release out, which is a political commentary taken straight from the headlines, which is basically standing on truth as well. And, of course, it's being stranger than the fiction, so in the matter of political view, can interpret uh, words to um, meet your uh, current reality. He's also got uh, um, a new album out as well, too. And this is the group that is really going to break out and just take down the wall. Live, ladies and gentlemen, for the Plus Studios in beautiful downtown South Carolina. Lawyer by day, musician at night. He's a singer, guitar, songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina. The leader of Honeypot, ladies and gentlemen, Frank Hartman. Frank, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Mike. Thanks very much for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you on board, too. You're a singer, guitar, songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina. You're a lawyer by day and you're a musician at night. You graduated from College of Charleston and Florida State University School of Law. You were a foreign exchange student in the Netherlands. You studied at Oxford University and Erasmus in Rotterdam. Also, you established your own practice and you later have your own law firm. And you also have um, a new release, which is political commentary taken straight from the headlines. You also have um, a new release, uh, which is called On the B-Side Reborn. And we'll be playing fake news in just a minute. We'll also be talking about some of your music as well and your influences. And before getting to all that, Frank, tell us how you first got started. Well, um, I was a young lad, and I wouldn't say that I was necessarily getting into any trouble per se, but my mom was a very bright woman, and she knew that uh, a musical instrument can often keep you from deviating into the streets, and so she bought me my first guitar when I was 12 years old, and then I heard Jimi Hendrix right around that time. That was about sixth or seventh grade, and that kind of got the ball rolling. And then I heard Rush when I was about 16, and uh, I was sold at that point. It was, it was you know, it, it was love, and then here we are. Uh, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a passion that doesn't necessarily manifest itself with a giant pile of money, but you get a lot of enjoyment out of it, 
and I love the creativity. Mm, it certainly does as well, too. And what was that one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you're doing for the rest of your career? I heard what Jimi Hendrix did with the guitar. And I said, I want to be able to do that. And then I spent the rest of my teenage years trying to figure out exactly how he was able to accomplish that. And then that kind of snowballed into my own style, as it were. But you can still Jimi Hendrix, you still hear Jimi Hendrix in the way that I play in the sense that I was very improvisational and I learned by ear. Um, and then I went back and learned music theory after the fact. So it's kind of a piecemeal sort of uh, approach to music and composition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's certainly interesting as well, too. And besides Jimi Hendrix, Rush, and also with um, Tame Impala as well, too, and um, others. Uh, who are some of your favorite, other favorite singers, songwriters, and um, musicians growing up? Growing up or, oh, good God. Um, well, I mean, you can't really go too terribly far without mentioning Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. Um, things that would probably throw you a little bit would be Sam Cooke. Mm -hmm. I listened to a lot of R&B when I was younger. Um, Stand By Me, I used to call. Uh, when radio was a thing and you used to call in on the radio, I used to call in and request Stand By Me and then listen to uh, the radio into the wee hours of the morning for them to play that particular song because I was just in love with that song. So um, that's what got me hooked. Hmm. That's rather interesting. You you didn't work. You didn't bug them or anything like that too much. It's like a call every day or something. <laughs> they must have either loved you or hated you and all that. It's like they, you must have been interested. <laughs> well, I mean, as a ten year old kid, I don't think I was too terribly worried about whether they loved or hated me. I just really wanted to hear the song. And it is a great song. Benny King, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. Mm -hmm. And certainly as well, too. And, of course, you also venture into your own music, and you're also a lawyer by trade. We'll talk about that in just one minute. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition way. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you love Missing by Mia Molsonzia. Available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson has garnered great reviews, and Eve 11 endorsed by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and Manios. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, over 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music, and coming soon to Podbean, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and TuneIn. Heard on Hamilton Radio every Thursday night night at 9 Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Also going to be coming to a few platforms soon and networks as well. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram and Twitter today and check out the merchandise at themikewidenershow.com for t-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, throw pillows, and more. And check out the great
great merchandise on Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia for great books like Missing, Once and Wrinkles, also T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, and more. And support The Mike Widener Show today on Anchor FM, PayPal, and TheMikeWidenerShow.com. We're here with a terrific singer, guitar, songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina, Frank Hartman of Honeypot here on The Mike Widener Show. And before we talk about your music um, on the B-side, Reborn, and uh, some of your uh, other music, you're also a lawyer by day as well, too. You're a traveled, well-educated attorney. You also speak Dutch and Spanish, working Russian, and um, your legal practice also runs through the family as well, too. And um, you also, uh, you know, support a number of causes. And um, how'd you first get into law? And tell us about uh, how you got involved with law. I think it's probably genetically uh, predisposed. My father was a, a very notable lawyer. Um, uh, unfortunately, he was tragically taken from us when I was uh, about a year and three uh, year and three months old. But he managed to blaze a pretty big trail in the six or seven years that he was on the planet as an attorney. Um, and then my uncle, who's my mom's brother, Mr. Cotton Harness, uh, was a very present um, and uh, a kind of a trailblazing lawyer with regard to mediation and environmental law in the state of South Carolina. So I come by it honestly on both sides. And when I was four years old, I went to the emergency room. And uh, nothing significant. I just had impetigo. Um, and uh, apparently, this, this is a story that I don't necessarily recollect, but my mom had told me about it. I was back there for about five minutes with the emergency room doctor, and he came and told my mom that if I was anything other than a lawyer, that I would be wasting my time. So apparently, I've had the the, the gift of a silver tongue since I was a young lad. <laughs> and... Um, that kind of just opened doors. And then it was just a matter of sheer willpower because that's really what it boils down to as far as getting through college and then law school and then passing the bar and then actually figuring out how to, figuring out how to be a lawyer and help people, which is really the end goal is helping people and making the world a better place. Mm hmm. And, and certainly do as well, too. You also been a foreign exchange student in Netherlands. You studied at Oxford and uh, Erasmus and uh, Rotterdam. And tell us about your travels, you know, going from the States to Netherlands to England and, um, you know, all in between. That is an interesting story. Um, I grew up and went to the College of Knowledge and or College of Charleston, which is what locals call it. And. I met a Dutchman here, and the he was one of my professors. He was a religious professor, and he's the one who kind of opened the door as far as me having an interest in going to a different country. So I ended up in a place called Groningen, or Groningen, which they like to do hard G's over there. And um, I don't know. I'd never really been anywhere else. And so I went to Groningen, and it kind of opened my eyes to the how big the world is and how you can, you know, if you're in a different culture, essentially you can see how a culture uh, approaches life. And it, it kind of opened my eyes in the sense that the American way is not necessarily the only way. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad way or a good way. It's just one way. And then that, once I cracked that door, um, the wanderlust was, wanderlust was open. And then what you're talking about is I actually went back a second time when I was in law school um, as an exchange student because of the experience that I had with the first one. And that time I was in Rotterdam at Erasmus University. And immediately prior to that, I was in um, Oxford University for about three months, in large part because I wanted to be able to test my mettle against 
English students and Oxford dons. But as it turns out, Oxford University, and I did not know this at the time, but um, it's it's not a singular university. It's actually 43 different places that you could theoretically go in the city of Oxford. Wow. And I was in St. Edmund's Parish at the time. Um, and I did quite well, and I was pleased. And um, I don't know, since then I've been, I would say I've probably been to 30 or 35 countries. Hmm. Speak pretty fluent Spanish, decent Russian. My, my, my Dutch is a little, I'm not going to lie, it's a little <laughs> rusty at only because I haven't had the opportunity to practice it. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, you know something? Maybe you can utter a few phrases in um, Spanish, Dutch, and Russian, and we'd like to hear uh, some of your uh, different tongues as well, too. So, <laughs> I can do that. Also, we can do Netherlands, Prophet Mar, Yamuk, Netherlands, beginning with me. And what that means is essentially that um, if you want to speak Dutch, then you would need to understand what I'm saying. My Russian would be something along the lines of Меня зовут Франк, очень приятно, очень большое спасибо. And essentially what I'm saying is, my my name is Frank, it's a pleasure to meet you, and thanks very much for this opportunity. And then in Spanish I would say, me llamo Franco, encantado, esta oportunidad es muy importante en mi vida. And uh, what I'm saying there is, I'm Frank. Uh, this is an incredible opportunity for my life. And uh, muchas gracias para este momentito. Okay. Wow, that's rather interesting. I like that. I love to hear some other people's tongues as well, too. And um, you say you travel about 30, 35 countries. What was your most favorite country you've been in? And uh, tell us more about that. Mm, everything starts in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And that's probably because A, it's Amsterdam, and B, because it all started in the Netherlands for me. But if I had to pick my favorite places, I would say Athens, Greece, or just Greece generally. There's a place called Matera there mm -hmm. where they have seven uh, – they're, they're built uh, essentially where they, they – they're monasteries that are built out of mountains. And if you ever get the opportunity, it's about two mile or excuse me, two hours north of Athens. I would go there. It's it's a pretty incredible place. Apparently, the monasteries and try to keep this on the down low, but it's where they keep folks that don't necessarily mix well with the public. They send them to monasteries, but the monasteries themselves have some great honey, and uh, the guys are really friendly. I don't really know what to take away from that. Um, other favorite places would be. Beautiful places would be Prague, um, Paris, although they're not hugely fond of Americans, but it's one of the most beautiful cities that I've ever been in. And some of the best times that I've ever had would be in Dublin. And uh, then I traveled all the way around uh, Scotland, Ireland, and England. And then most re recently, I went to Sweden and Denmark this past November, just because those were some of the countries that I had not I hadn't I hadn't been there yet, and I'm trying to knock them all off one by one. That is interesting. Makes me want to travel the world. And you talked about the one country having great honey. And, of course, you know, that mixes in with um, your group Honey Pot as well, too. And, um, you know, tell us about the group and um, how did you actually come up with uh, Honey Pot? That is a fantastic. Do you mean the name itself or just the, the concept? The, the name itself and the concept. Well, the idea behind Honeypot is 
well, it, it, it works on a number of levels, but essentially the one that's the PG version is if you think of Pooh, mm-hmm. you know, the bear, which we're all familiar with, the idea is that he gets his head stuck in a honeypot. And that's the nature of our music, which is if you listen to it before long, you can't stop listening to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea is that it's a lifelong thing and it, we're going to continue releasing it, uh, releasing it. And the more you listen to it, uh, the more honey we pour into your ears. Hmm. <clears throat> as far as where it came from, uh, this most, I mean, the, the original record, um, I've, I've always written down lyrics and I've always, and I just combined the two. Um, I, I did have a friend of mine who was in the band with me up until 2019 and then the wheels kind of fell off. That was on this most recent record. And he kind of left it to me to finish on my own, which unbeknownst to me happened during COVID. So at the very beginning of COVID, I spent six weeks trying to fix one note on the song uh, on the B side, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if you're familiar with logic or music production, but it took me about six weeks to fix one note. And I nearly drove myself insane. Oh, my goodness. So you should really, really appreciate the amount of effort and time <laughs> that I put into it because I was on the verge of insanity. Yeah, you know something, when you talked about uh, spending six weeks on Logic trying to fix that one note, it made me think of um, Tom Scholz from Boston. He did the same thing. He would spend months and months and months, you know, you know, trying to fine tune like one note. So it makes me sound like um, you, you've been influenced by the way from Boston. It made me think of it. So... <laughs> I, there's a distinct possibility, and shout out to Tom. Incidentally, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that book, Missing, now that you, you chatted it up so many times. Well, you know something? So. I, I'm so glad you mentioned it. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about on the Beast I Reborn. We'll be playing fake news in just one minute with uh, Frank Hartman of Honeypot. You listen to the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com, powered by SonicWeb Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author, Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with Frank Hartman of Honeypot after this timeout. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call 1-800-303-3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention The Mike Wagner Show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host. And I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is Extraordinary Relation of Ordinary People based on a real life relationship. It's just, it's well written, it's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter, and it's very well done. I'm gonna highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshazia, he is the author of Missing. And I wanna give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing, available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, this is Ray Powers, and boy, are you in luck. Right place, right time. Tuned in to The Mike Wagner Show. You heard me.
We're back with Frank Hartman of Honeypot here on the Mike Wagner Show. He's a lawyer by day, musician at night, singer, guitar, songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina. Right now, here's a song that's um, out right now from the On the Beast Side Reborn. Here's fake news from Honeypot right here on the Mike Wagner Show. Don't understand why everyone's coming after me. What about your email in that fusion five scan? What about the uranium she sold to Vietnam? Lion Teddy Cruz was in Dilly Square that day. Wasn't Lee Should all be grateful for the man on the grass, you know, did what needed to win and God rest his soul. Unfortunately, and I hate to say it, but you gotta get out of here. Fake news, fake news. Isn't that what the Germans said about the Jews? Fake news, fake news. Isn't that what the Germans said about the Jews? Oh, energy gel only gets this one line. Great song, Honey Pot. That was fake news here on the Mike Wagner Show. And, um, of course, you know, that's been a song that's been on the mind, of course, what's been happening with fake news. And um, tell us more about that song and uh, what inspired you to write it. Well, uh, as a person who represents the law and the idea is the the preservation of the rule of law, which, frankly, is near and dear to my heart because I spent so much time becoming an officer of the court, watching it disintegrate over the past six to eight years has really hurt my heart. So what did I do? I decided to write a song and use sarcasm to kind of reflect my heartbreak. And the interesting thing about that particular song is there's not a singular word that I actually made up. All I did was just pull headlines and then make them rhyme. 
and then put a nice melody over to it. And then all of a sudden, this song took shape. Um, and I'm, I'm drawing comparisons, of course, to previous instances of propaganda that were perpetrated by other uh, political actors. And the reason why I'm trying, why I wrote this song in the first place is because I'm trying to draw people's attention to the fact that um, the things, the norms that we enjoy in America are eroding before our very eyes. And, and some of it is being met with adulation and clapping by, you know, a, a minority of Americans. But some of, some people are asleep. And what I'm desperately trying to do is getting people to awaken and take back their rights and realize that this is the greatest country in the world. And if we don't do something soon, it could go spinning around uh, the drain, which is the last thing in the world that I want to do. Mm -hmm. So that was the reason behind the song. Okay. You also have the title track on this B-Side Reborn, Over the Line, Shut Your Mouth, Face for Radio, Justin Bieber, and more. And uh, tell us about the title track and uh, some of the songs and um, the meaning behind all that, especially about Justin Bieber we talked about. Uh, okay. Well, first and foremost, on the B-Side, and the briefest, all of them actually, for the most part, are taken from real moments in my life. And on the B-side, and this isn't going to mean anything to you, but I'm a huge South Carolina Gamecocks fan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They're still working on winning. <laughs> um, is this guy named Todd Ellis. Mm -hmm. And my friends pulled me aside because I was an attorney in, I think, maybe 2009 and had me listen to this man that I didn't know who he was over the telephone who was pitching is something called burn lounge which i'm not sure if you're familiar with what that is but essentially at the time it was, it was supposed to be competing with itunes mm -hmm. and it turns out that it was actually todd ellis on the phone who was trying to sell us on a pyramid scheme oh and he was talking about things like you you don't want to you want to be on the a side you don't want to be on the b side and he was talking about the clothes that you wear and did we own a boat etc and so I just stole everything that he said and put it in a song about people trying to sell you something that is not necessarily real. And uh, so that's what On the B-Side is about. It's about that actual phone conversation that we had with them. God bless Todd. I understand he got into a wee bit of trouble and then he realized it was a bad idea. Um, were there, uh, what other songs were you interested in me explaining? Well, yeah, you have some songs like Face for Radio. We already talked about fake news. There's Over the Line, You Shut Your Mouth, and also Justin Bieber, Ryman Alley, and, um, of course, Suicide Letter okay. as well, too. And, uh, maybe some of the songs that are dear to you is just like, you know, Face for Radio, You Shut Your Mouth, and, uh, Justin Bieber. Those are the ones, um, which, which are getting some, uh, decent airplay, especially Justin Bieber. That's a rather interesting song. Um, yeah, uh, well, uh, we'll talk about that one. So Justin Bieber, uh, God, how do I put this nicely? I mean, he's a sweet kid, and God knows I love Canada as much as the next man because that's where Rush, uh, Rush is from. Um, but he is kind of the face of music that I think, and how do I put this diplomatically speaking, uh, don't necessarily think it has a whole lot of substance. Mm -hmm. And I think it represents kind of the worst, it, it, the worst of where American music is currently. And I, you know, th that's, that's with, um, you know, obviously I'm a little bit buried in the past in the sense that, you know, I'm, I like 
rock from the 60s all the way to the present. But the closer you get to the present, the more specific you have to be, the more particular you have to be, because realistically, maybe two or three percent of the music that's out there is actually worth listening to. And mm-hmm. I think that's a shame. And so that's kind of what the commentary about Justin Bieber is, um, is essentially saying, look, I don't re- wish any ill will on Justin Bieber. It has more to do with commentary on American music uh, and how I wish that we had a little more substance. Mm-hmm. Um, Over the Line is a political commentary. Um, it's, it was one of the last songs that I wrote um, prior to us releasing the record. Um, and it was shortly after Tool came out with Fear Inoculum. I had heard Fear Inoculum, and it inspired me to write that song. And that also is a little bit of a political protest song, and some of my favorite lyrics are from that one, um, the, where we're talking about he make, uh we make our escape when the, when the shootings pause. He takes uh, one more for the cause. Sorry, but I'm having to try to remember this. Off it's okay. Um, th- that song, I think, really, what it, now that I'm you're you know you're asking me about it, and I'm being asked about my motivations. Really, what it is is me kind of sounding an alarm for the American public through my music, saying, "Look." We've got a moment where we all really need to find some solidarity. We need to come together and figure out what our commonality is. And we need to reclaim it, reclaim the American dream. And mm-hmm. um, I hope that it, you know, it resonates with people. And more importantly, regardless of any personal, you know, benefit that might come from it, I'm hoping that it really awakens the sleeping masses. Um and and that's kind of the political drive. That's the drive for why I create things is because uh, I want to speak to people on a broader level. And music has always been the medium for doing that. You know, TV is propaganda. And don't get me wrong, music can be as well. But to some extent, music is a little bit more pure um, because you don't have a bunch of talking heads that are going on and on about whatever their particular skill set is or whatever their particular idea is that they're trying to get you to adopt as your own mm-hmm. music is pure and i think that's what i like best about it maybe because there isn't an image that goes along with it it's just something that uh has been around as as long as human beings have been and that's what appeals most to me Hmm. I don't know if I answered your question, but I hope I did. That 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 was a really good explanation as well, too. And I think that's perfect to talk about some of the TV people out there presenting the news. And some do have a face for radio. And, of course, you know, some will say shut your <laughs> mouth. And um, and I and I'm not sure if we cover those, too. And um, and tell us about that. I mean, I admit I have a face for radio. That's why we're doing this. So <laughs> that's OK. Um, so face for radio here again. And I'm starting to see that there's a pattern. Um, I was at a friend's wedding in 2017, and two other friends of mine were playing the gig, and it's a, it was two brothers, and one of them is the eldest, and so he was giving his younger brother a hard time, and as it happened, he was slightly more handsome than his younger brother, and on a on, bear in mind, this is in front of people that we've known for 15 or 20 years. We came up at elementary school, and then all of their families. So this was a really intimate gathering, and on a hot mic, he uh, 
he told his brother, well, you know, you've got a face for radio anyway, and kind of <laughs> made light of it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I wrote it down as, you know, that would make for a good song. And then the rest of the lyrics just kind of came to me maybe, I don't know, four or five years later when it was time to sit down and look for material for this new record. And Face for Radio ended up morphing into this song that talks about how music isn't so much about the song or the melody or your musical ability or your ability to even play an instrument anymore. It really boils down to, are you visually appealing on a television and can we sell you as a product? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to use the word. Can we sell you as a visual product to either men or women or both? Mm -hmm. And that ultimately is the driving factor behind whether or not you're popular or not. It really has very little to do with your actual musical ability, Mm -hmm. because chances are those songs were already written for you. Mm -hmm. And you just need to be in really good shape and uh, you need to be able to present well and make a lot of money. And not necessarily for yourself, but for your sponsors. Mm-hmm. And so Face for Radio is really a commentary about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the fact that it, you know, do we really think that Billy Joel would make it in the 21st century? You know, the Piano Man and all the incredible songs that he wrote? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell? No. Dolly Parton? Yeah, she would have made it. Let's be realistic. She's Dolly Parton. But I think that's a given, is, yes. Um the overwhelming majority of people that we look to now as idols or icons, I don't necessarily know that would, would make it now that TV is the primary medium by which we consume music. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an unfortunate byproduct of the fact that TV was invented. Not that I have a problem with movies because I don't, I just think that there needs to be a better balance. Mm -hmm. And that's why, um, yeah, that, that was a good explanation. Okay, I, I think that pretty much sums up as well, too. And um, there is um, a panel, like you said, too. And where can we find uh, On the B-Side, Reborn, and all your works at? Ah, uh, good gracious. Um, you can find it on Spotify, which doesn't make any money, uh, but it's a great place to go and listen to it, figure out whether you like it or not. If you do, in fact, like it, you can go buy it at honeypot.band or honeypotband.com uh, on iTunes, uh, Bandcamp. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's a place where people like myself, upstart bands, you, you can go, especially on Fridays, and the most of the money actually goes to the artist, mm-hmm. which is actually a relative rarity these days. So Bandcamp, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon realistically any place that you could possibly fathom that you would want to to purchase music we're available for purchase and i would strongly encourage you to do so and you know if you want to kind of drive it before you buy it then go listen to us on spotify and if you like it then get it because it's great okay and because frankly musicians and music independent artists like myself um we're not doing it for the money. We're doing it for the passion. And uh, that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing, but it could change and maybe it ought to. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly understood as well, too. We're here with Frank Hartman of Honey Pot here on the Mike Wagner Show. Just a few more minutes here. And um, also, what else can we expect from you in 2022 and 23 and beyond? 
Uh, I am currently working on the next, well, the third album for Honeypot. We've got a couple of songs. Um, I can give you the titles. One's called Looks Don't Matter, um, and that has to do with um, our recent COVID thing and how everybody was wandering around with masks on. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give away the chorus. Right. Um, another one is when it's time to cut bait. And then ha that has to do with, um, when it's time to let somebody who's toxic in your life go. That really had a lot to do with my previous bandmate. That was something that I wrote in 2019 mm -hmm. when he left me mastering the record. And then last but not least, um, the one that I'm working on right now is called Mr. Putin, because as always, I'm very political when it comes to, you know, things that motivate me. And so I'm writing a song about Mr. Putin and the uh, atrocities that he's committing in the Ukraine and how things are kind of unraveling for him. And that makes me happy. What doesn't make me happy is the, the loss of life and the loss of innocence. And so those are three things that I'm wor working on, three tunes. Okay. All right. We're certainly looking forward to that. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? Biggest influence in my career. Um, somebody that I didn't mention is Tom York from Radiohead, Sam Cooke, um, Jimi Hendrix, Rush, Led Zeppelin. Um, heavier music would be probably Pantera, Tool. I don't know if you're a Tool fan, but Maynard James Keenan is probably one of the most underrated vocalists. Um, Oh, and uh, you'll notice if you look at if you look at my album cover over to the left there, there's an actual painted um, the portion that I painted and it represents Neil Peart, Prince, Tom Petty and Chris Cornell. So oh, those wow. are some other folks that um, I don't know that, you know, that inspire me. OK, I mean, I'm, I'm all over the road. Uh, you know, I can go all the way back to the jazz standards all the way up to present day. Um, it, um, Amadeus Mozart. It, you can put anything in front in front of me and I'm going to enjoy it on some level. Um, yeah, so. Okay. That's well, a, a broad question. Well, certainly amazing as well, too. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Uh, the singular thing that delineates somebody like myself or anybody else who ultimately finds what it is that they want to do is perseverance. Okay. Uh, you're going to find plenty of people out there who are brilliant, um, who are capable, and who can create. But the singular difference between them and the average bear is somebody who's unwilling to take no for an answer, mm -hmm. and they persist and persevere for three years, five years, ten years. Um, I've been playing the guitar since I was 12, and we've been trying to make it as the music uh, industry since probably 2011. Mm -hmm. So realistically, this is a, a 10 year decade, a 10 year trip voyage. And to me being able to talk to you on the telephone about it. And it sounds like it just happened yesterday, but in reality, this has been a work in progress for all well, my entire life, but definitely 11 years. 
Mm-hmm. And certainly amazing as well, too. We're here with uh, Frank Hartman of Honeypot, uh, singer, guitar, songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina, Laura Bidet, musician, Knight, with uh, On the B-Side, Reborn, featuring fake news on the Mike Wagner Show. Frank, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having you again soon. Just keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. Once again, uh, tell us uh, where can we find your music, what's your website, and then how do people get a hold of you? Uh, honeypotband.com check us out on iTunes Bandcamp uh, Amazon or any of the other places that you might want to download music uh, and as far as getting a hold of me um, I mean Mike you have my direct dial and anybody in the off chance that they want to get in touch with me for bookings or what have you feel free to share it um, thank you very much for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And you as well, too. And uh, Frank, we're looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love Avi back. We wish you all the best. And uh, Frank, you definitely have a great future ahead of you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the time. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call one 800 303 3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention the Mike Wagner show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host and I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is extraordinary relation of ordinary people based on a real life relationship. It's just it's well written. It's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter, and it's very well done. I'm going to highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshe Zia, he is the author of Missing. And I want to give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamoshenzea.com. Missing, available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley, and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Mike Wagner Show. Brought to you by international award-winning author Mia Mosin-Zia of Missing. And powered by Sonic Web Studios. Be sure to join us again on over 40 podcast platforms. And of course, on the themikewagnershow.com, hamiltonradio.net, and Diamonds FM. Don't forget to support our program with a generous donation at themikewagnershow.com. Thanks for listening.